Thanks for checking out the Christian Life Austin podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure to check us out at clcaustin.com for more info on how you can connect with us. We trust that you will enjoy today's message. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me be here with you. I'm going to jump right into the Word. Before I do, I want you to turn to somebody and just tell them it's great to be in the house of the Lord tonight, and you may be seated. It's one of my favorite places to be when I go to church. And I'm going to read a scripture that you've probably heard many times around this time of the year. Uh, It's in Isaiah 9 and 6, if you want to follow along on the screen. It's real simple. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name. Everybody say his name. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I want to take a few minutes tonight and I want to talk to you about what is in a name. Now, I don't know if you remember or if you've been around someone when a mom and dad is trying to pick out a name for a child. But that can be some very interesting conversations And I know some of the conversations that my wife and I had. And as you begin to look at the names, one of the first things you do is you start saying, well, how does the name sound? What does it sound like? And are kids going to make fun of them because of something they can do with their name? How does that first name fit with the last name? And then you're like, well, what are the initials? Will people make fun of them because their initials spell something else out? And you go through all the kaleidoscope of things thinking about what about this name and that name? And then you start looking up the meanings of name. Well, what does that name mean anyway? I want to make sure that I name my son something that has some relevance. I don't want to name a name and then, you know, I come up and find out that it means something people are going to make fun of them. So you go through all of that with names and trying to pick a name unless... Your name is George Foreman. And the champ decided that when he had a boy, he wanted to name him after himself. And so he named him George Jr. But then he had a second son, and he thought, what name could I name my second son? And I don't know how long he thought on it, but he came up with the unique name of George. And so now we have George the first, George Jr., and George the third. And then he had another son and he said, you know what, I think I'll just name him George too. Long story short, he had five sons and they're all named George. (laughs) Now that's very convenient because then you can call your kids by numbers. You can say two and four, go do the lawn. One, three, and five, clean the garage out. (laughs) Or you can just say George and everybody shows up. I don't know how it is that you've gone through naming your children or maybe you're in that process right now. But the top five names of girls in 2016 was Sophia, Sophia, Emma, Olivia, Ava, and Maya. And the guys was Jackson, Aiden, Lucas, Liam, and Noah. Now, I don't know all of your names, but for those of you that don't know me and the ones of you that do know me, understand that I have a very unique name for a guy. I don't know if those of you that hadn't met me heard exactly what Pastor Johnson said, but my first name is Shelly. And many times when I receive that, 
name and I tell people what my name is, they really question if that's my name or not. It is amazing the conversation my parents must have had, and of course I wasn't there, when they decided to name me Shelley. I wondered if it went something like this. What name could we pick out that when somebody would say it would make them think it was a girl, but he could... The only way they would know he was a guy is after they met him. I never really asked my parents why or what they came up with to name me Shelly. As a matter of fact, I've had some people that don't even know me that's tried to tell me that's not my name. I've gone up to them and they'll say, what's your name, Shelly? They're like, oh, you mean Sheldon. No, I mean Shelly. Oh, you mean Shelby? No, not Shelby. Shelly, that's my name. And then there's other times I've gone up. My wife was with me the other day as we were flying to to go to a wedding. And I walked up and I handed my ticket over and they said, Oh, Shelly Hendricks, well, where's she's at? Where's she at? I said, I'm right here. (laughs) She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I said, Oh, that's all right. That's never happened before. That's the first time ever. (laughs) And so I got to thinking about that. How My name, you know. So I thought, I'm going to do a little research on it. So I went back to 1960 when I was born. I looked up the top names for guys. And it came up with Michael was number one. There was 833,402 people named Michael in 1960. And then David was second. That was 734,000. John was third. James was fourth. And Robert was fifth. So I said, well, my name's not in there. So I jumped down to 10 and Jeffrey was number 10. Number 20 was Christopher. Number 40 was Randy. Shelly was nowhere in sight. Came to number 80, there was Barry. Number 100 uh, was Greg. And there was 36,000 people named Greg in 1960. I went down to 130 and there was Benjamin. Dropped all the way down to 100 uh, to Tyrone. And there was 16,424 Tyrones, but no Shelly. I went all the way down to number 20, and 20 was Gene on the list with 13,699. And I said, my name's nowhere on this list. I don't know what the deal is. I can't find it. And then I realized I made a mistake, and I researched it again. It was number 112. But the problem was it was 112 on the girls list. (laughs) 35,661 girls was named Shelly. And they spelled it exactly the same way that I spelled mine. But you know what? It's never bothered me being named Shelly because what I figured out is it's unique. And I haven't met another Shelly that's a guy in my whole life. There was uniqueness to it. And when God decided to name his son and send him to this earth, he said, I gotta find a unique and a special and a different name because that name has to mean something. It has to have significance. It has to have authority. It has to bring respect. It has to have power. And when you research the Old Testament, time and time again, people tried to find out what the name was and God would be, oh no, it's not time yet. I'm not telling you the name. And it was Moses that whenever he was gonna go before Pharaoh and he was gonna ask God to let his people go and he was saying, okay, I got the sign. I realize this this staff will turn into a snake. I got a few magic tricks here that I can show him. But he's gonna ask me who sent me and I need to know what 
what your name is. And he said, okay, God, tell me. And God said, okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. And he's thinking he's getting the name. And he says, tell them the I am that I am. And he thought, what kind of name is that? I've never heard of an I am that I am. God, can you give me something else? I mean, what's he going to say? So I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to give you right now. I'm not giving you anything else. I'm holding the name for the right time. And when the right time comes, I'm going to release the name. God wanted to make sure that when he gave his name, the world was ready for it. God chose to reveal himself as opposed to revealing his name. What do you mean by that? Well, a lot of times when you read in the Old Testament, you'll find out that God did certain things because Israel was looking for a God that would help them with certain things. They had fertility gods back in those days. They had other gods, sun gods, different gods that they worshipped. And so God began to reveal himself to them and he revealed himself as a provider. And so they came out with the name Jehovah Jireh or there's like God my provider. But what was happening is that wasn't his name. That was what he did. So what happens is, it's kind of like a guy that plays football. You know, he's back there and they start calling him the hammer because every time somebody comes through the line, he knocks them flat on the ground and so he gets the name as a hammer. But that's not his name, the hammer. That's what he does. And that's what happened with God. God was what he was doing. And so they'll be like, oh God, my provider, but what's his name? That's what he does, but what's his name? Oh, he's the God of peace. Yeah, that's what he does, but what is his name? And they couldn't get his name because God said, I'm going to hold it for the right time. As a matter of fact, Jacob one night wrestled all night, and as he wrestled all night, he was wanting the blessing. And in Genesis 32, 29, he says, tell me, I pray thee, tell me your name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he didn't give him his name, but he blessed him. He was holding on to that name for the right time. He was letting mankind know the things he would do for them. But he wanted to wait because when he gave the name, the name was going to be inclusive. It was inclusive of everything that he was going to be and everything that he was going to do. And as God was waiting for this right time, the Jews waited centuries for this name. Wise men and passionate men asked God time and time again, what is your name? Let us know your name. And then finally the prophet got up and he started to give a word as I read to you in Isaiah 9, 6. And he started giving that word. All of the angels were sitting there and all of a sudden their ears perked up because he said, unto us a child is born. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe this is it. And unto us a son is given. And his gov- the, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called And all the angels, I can see them just leaning over the balcony with their ears. Okay, man, we're getting ready to hear it. I can't wait. Okay, tell me what the name is. And he says, it shall be wonderful. And they're like, come on, man. We know it's going to be wonderful. But what is the name? But he didn't get the name. Wonderful. It shall be counselor. Yeah, we know that he's going to be a counselor, but we want to know what the name is. And he went on and said, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, and still no name. But I want you to know that name wasn't 112 on the list. It wasn't even the top 10 on the list. That name was going to be number one because at one day... Every knee would bow and every tongue would confess at this name. 
a beautiful name and a powerful name. And time marched on and they waited. Years and centuries would pass. Moses couldn't get it. Jacob couldn't get it. All the angels couldn't get it. And then finally one day, a girl got it. The Spirit moved on her and she conceived. And the Word of God came to her and let her know this is what his name is going to be called. And all of her friends gathered around. What are you going to name the baby? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you that. I couldn't tell you that. Why? Because God said in Galatians 4 and 4, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. He had the right time. He was waiting for it. You know those people, whenever you're pregnant and then your pregnant friend comes up and you look at your pregnant friend and you see that she's farther along than you are and you're only about four months and you look and see that she's about six months and she says to you, what are you going to name your baby? And you're like, oh, I, I don't know. I just, you know, hadn't really decided yet because inside you're thinking, I ain't giving you my name because you have your baby for me. You're going to take my name. He ain't taking my name. Uh-uh. I'm going to wait and hold the name. God said, uh-uh, I ain't giving this name yet. I got a right time for this name to be revealed. And I'm holding on to this name because when the time is right, I'm going to give this name. And people's not going to believe the power of this name. People are not going to believe what happens when that name takes place. And then in Luke chapter 1 and verse 30, the angel said to her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Would you say that name, Jesus? We know it, we say it, the world knows it, but for thousands of years they wanted it and they didn't know what it was. They were waiting for the name, but he revealed it. And it was so important that he not only told Mary, he also told Joseph because he wanted to make sure that the name was given right. Matthew 1.20 says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee Mary to thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name. And this time the angels didn't hear wonderful. The angels didn't hear counselor. The angels didn't hear mighty God. He said his name shall be called Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Aren't you glad that Jesus revealed his name to us so that we could be saved? The name the world wanted was finally spoken and it was going to happen. And once he was born, the name began to be spoken. At first it was spoken as an infant and then as an adolescent and then on into adulthood until he moved into his ministry. But it seemed like everywhere he showed up, sins were forgiven and healing begin to take place. Don't call him Jesus because it sounds good or because it was his grandfather's name or it went great with some other name. But call him Jesus because of what he will do. He will save his people from their sins. As his ministry began, 
His name began to be called. It was synonymous with healing. You'll see people that cried out to him and they called his name. The calling the name was to get his attention. And once they did and he was there, they did not invoke the name of Jesus, but he began to perform the miracles. It seemed like Every time he showed up, a miracle was happening. Our blind eyes were opening. Our lame was walking. And disease left cleansed. Wherever the name was being praised, good things were happening. Others began to recognize the power of the name. And some would just sit by the highway side begging. And all of a sudden they would hear that he'd come by. And they would shout out, Jesus, Jesus. And it caused him to stop in his tracks and turn around and said, bring him to me. Hear this preacher today. Just as Jesus stopped in his tracks when he heard somebody calling his name. And this day that we live, when someone will shout out the name of Jesus in desperation. He'd arrest his attention and he'll stop and come to where you are to minister to your need. Has it hit you yet? Have you felt the chills at some time in your life when you spoke that name and all of a sudden it was different than speaking any other name? That you've been in a fearful situation and you said the name of Jesus and peace came in all of a sudden? You're like, where did that come from? It came from the touch of God. It isn't enough to say it, but when you understand what it means, there is power in the name of Jesus. Just the touch of him. A change, a transformation with the name of Jesus. His name is revealed, and today it's just as powerful as it has ever been in the world. The prophets long to be able to write the name, to speak the name. To the world. And it is today, just as then, when he was first born, and the angels came and sang. Songwriters understand the power of his name, and that's why they wrote songs like this. Say the name. Jesus, say the name of Jesus, say the name so precious, no other name I know. i uh-huh. 
While you're standing, the last part of that song says, I believe you're more than enough. The name of Jesus brings power, brings healing, brings salvation, brings miracles. But I came to tonight because I believe there's some people here that you need to be healed. And a lot of times when you talk about healing, We're going to believe for physical healing. Some of you are in pain. You're standing right now out of respect because everybody else stood. You're actually in physical pain. We still believe that Jesus heals. And that song says, I believe. You have to believe that. Notice that when Jesus showed up, many times people would just touch him. Other times people would call his name and either he would go to them or they would bring them to him. That's two things you have to understand when you want to be healed and touched by Jesus. One, you need to get his attention and that's why we call out his name and worship him because we give him adoration and you get his attention. But the other thing is, is getting in his presence. You see, once he showed up, the presence was there. You're in the presence of God right now. You're in the presence of Jesus right now. And you need to reach out and connect with him. Some of you need physical healing in your body. We believe the scripture says that Jesus took stripes on his back so you could be healed. So you could be whole. And so what we're going to pray for, what I want you to do is understand the power of the name of Jesus. We're going to sing this song again. But before we do... Those of you that need physical healing, you need physical healing in your body. I just want you to put your hand up and identify yourself. I need physical healing in my body. 
in a balcony, all over. Okay, you can put your hand down. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes, first of all. And we're gonna call on the name of Jesus. Which, when they start singing this song again, I want you to say the name of Jesus. You don't have to shout it out. You can say it softly. You can speak it out, whatever you're comfortable with. But when you say it the first time, I want you to stop. Then I want you to say it again. But as you say it, if you have pain, I want you to see that pain in mind's eye of faith leaving your body. When you say the name of Jesus, I want you to see that pain leaving your body, flowing out. And I want you to keep saying that name of Jesus until you feel that pain just completely leave your body. Not just physical healing. Some of you are hurting emotionally because of relationships that have been broken. Someone hurt you. Someone did something that you feel like you didn't deserve. You want to have a great Christmas this year. You're going to see some people maybe that hurt you. But you need to be whole. You need to be healed from that. Jesus just didn't come to heal you physically. He wants you to be whole, a whole person. He wants to heal that hurt. He wants to heal that pain. So what I want you to do, the same thing that others are doing for physical healing, I want you to close your eyes. You've been hurt. You need to get get over the situation to where you can't face it. You need to move forward in it because God has great things for you. I want you to just begin to call on the name of Jesus. And every time you say the name of Jesus, you feel that hurt leaving. You feel that healing, that salve coming towards you and your body begin to be whole spiritually, emotionally, and physically. To close your eyes and say it with me, Jesus. I want you to lift your hands after you say that and begin to feel the presence of God come over you and the power of the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. I pray right now for every person in this room that needs physical and emotional healing. We pray the healing power of Jesus' name. That's it. Begin to speak His name out. Feel that pain leaving your body. He's all you need. Just believe in Him. Keep saying His name. Jesus, I believe. You're more than Jesus, you're all I need. Jesus, you're all I need. Be whole. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Be cleansed in the name of Jesus. Disease, leave the body. In Jesus' name, I'm healed by your stripes. There's power in your name. I receive it. One more time, we're singing and believing you're healed. I receive the healing. I receive the healing in my body. I receive the healing in my emotions. You are all I need. Thank you, Jesus. I believe you're my portion. I believe.
Pray for two other things. I'm going to let you go. The one thing I want to pray for is remember why Jesus came to save his people from their sins. But you have to understand being saved from your sins, he also wanted to bring you abundant life and eternal life. Some people can't have abundant life because of the fear that they have in their life. They do not have the peace that God wants them to have. Their fear, they're living in turmoil. And what we need to do tonight is we need to understand that just as much as Jesus saves us, He came to bring us peace. Peace that passes all understanding. What does that mean? When I shouldn't have peace and I don't understand why I have peace, God gives me peace to go through what I'm going through. Normal people would look at you and say, I don't understand why you're having peace. How is that? How is that? Because Jesus brings peace when there's no understanding that you should have it. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I know there's people in here, you have that fear, you have that turmoil. Let's pray tonight and speak the name of Jesus and see that fear driven out, that turmoil. I want you to walk out of here tonight with peace. Peace that passes all understanding. I speak a word of peace over this congregation from the balcony to the floor. I rebuke turmoil and suffering and fear and those things that have held people back from living in peace. I pray when they lay down tonight, they have the peaceful rest that only God can give. That is, they're going through difficult circumstances that the peace of God that passes all understanding would hover over this audience and be born and birthed into our spirit. And the power of the Spirit of God would bring the peace that only you can promise. Say, I receive it. Come on, say, I receive it. In Jesus' name, I receive it. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, peace. This is the last one. Don't you love to be happy? You have a happy pastor. He knows about being happy. And Jesus came to bring joy. When we go out of here tonight, people ought to wonder where we came from. To be like, how'd those people get so happy? Jesus wants you to be joyful. Jesus wants you to have joy, right? So we're going to, he came to bring peace. He came to bring joy. He came to bring life. He came to save us. So why live below our privileges as being a Jesus son? Amen. Let's live within our privilege. And part of that is the joy of the Lord is our strength. When you have joy, there is strength that comes from the Lord. That's my strength. So smile at somebody real big and say, I want the joy of the Lord. And tell them, I want you to have the joy of the Lord. Now, let's ask Jesus to pour his joy out upon us right now. Jesus, you came to give joy. I pray that you bring joy into every heart into every life. Let us know, Jesus, that you're not only the reason for the season, but how much you brought to this season. You brought eternal life. You brought abundant life. You brought healing. You brought peace. You brought joy. 
We thank you, God, for what you've done in our lives. And we thank you for the joy of the Lord to be upon your people. Let us spread this joy during this Christmas season and beyond into 2017. In the name of Jesus, rejoice together as a church as we sing this. There's healing in the name. There is power in the name. Creation's in the name. Come on, there's life in the name. that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.